This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. Welcome to Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosso. Ahead in this hour, an impeachment trial with no witnesses seems likely after Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell refuses to negotiate over the terms of the trial. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he has the votes to start the impeachment trial without first resolving the issue of whether witnesses will be called. And he's not budging from his position. There will be no haggling with the House over Senate procedure. We will not cede our authority to try this impeachment. The House Democrats' turn is over. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says Republicans are afraid of the facts coming out. Large numbers of Republicans have refused to say whether they're for witnesses and documents. And that is why Leader McConnell came down with this, came up with this kick the can down the road theory. Try to avoid that question. My guest is former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English. Bob, does McConnell's position mean there will inevitably be a trial without witnesses? The position that Senator McConnell is taking is that he wants to follow the process that was used by the Senate during the Bill Clinton impeachment in 1999. In that case, you had all the senators deciding unanimously that the process would be that both sides would present their cases. In other words, the House managers who act as prosecutors would make the case for impeachment, the president's lawyers would then have an opportunity to respond, and then at that point, the senators would reconvene and decide if additional witnesses needed to be called, which in the case of the Clinton impeachment, additional witnesses were called. So what Senator McConnell is saying is that it's premature to make the decision now. We should follow that same process and make the decision at the conclusion of both sides, the president's lawyers and the House managers making out their cases. At that point, the senators should get together and decide if are necessary. But there is a difference between the Clinton impeachment and the Trump impeachment in that in 1999, testimony from every major witness had already been made public by the time the case came to the Senate trial. In this case, President Trump has withheld from Congress evidence as well as the testimony of a dozen witnesses. That's exactly right. The argument that the Democrats are making here is that you cannot compare this impeachment process to the Clinton impeachment process because they're very different. The Clinton impeachment was based almost entirely on an investigation that had already been completed by the independent counsel, Ken Starr, in which witnesses were deposed and witnesses were questioned. When the case went over to the Senate side, there were really not very many facts that were at issue, if any at all. It was really a question of how the Senate should appropriately deal with the facts that no Nobody was really disputing. This case is really the mirror image of that. It's all about the facts. And the Democrats are arguing that they don't have the complete record because a number of key witnesses, including John Bolton, the former national security advisor, and Mick Mulvaney, the current chief of staff, did not appear on the Intelligence Committee to testify about what went on because they were precluded from doing it by the White House. So the Democrats are arguing that they ought to be called in front of the Senate so that the senators can hear exactly what these witnesses would have said had they been called to testify before the House. What's your reaction to John Bolton suddenly saying, I will testify if the Senate subpoenas me? Unlike his position before the House, where he wanted it to play out in the courts with his associate. 
Well, the Bolton testimony really raises a number of interesting questions, and it is a little puzzling as to why his position has changed. When he was initially requested to testify about before the House Intelligence Committee, he said, not only do you have to subpoena me, but then that subpoena has to stand up in court. Now he's saying if he gets a subpoena, he will show up and will not have to run it through the gauntlet of the courts before he would appear. But appearing and answering questions are two very different issues. It may be that John Bolton will show up to answer questions, but how many questions he'll answer, we really don't know at this point. What we do know is that his lawyer said back in November that Mr. Bolton has many relevant meetings and conversations connected to the Ukraine matter that had not been shared with the House impeachment investigators, and that's why Democrats want to hear from him. But there's still the looming question of executive privilege, because that's a privilege that would apply to conversations between the National Security Advisor and the president on issues of foreign policy. And most importantly, it is a privilege that belongs to the president, not to Mr. Bolton. So it's possible that even if Mr. Bolton is subpoenaed, and even if he appears and testifies, that he may be precluded from answering some of the questions that are put to him during the Senate trial. Remember back when President Trump was saying he wanted to have witnesses testify, and he wanted to be able to do that in a Senate trial? What do you think changed? Well, I think what's going on here is we are seeing this process being directed by Mitch McConnell. He is looking at this through a political lens, not a legal lens, and ultimately the goal of Mitch McConnell is to preserve his majority in the Senate. So what he has to be concerned about are the four Republican senators who could cross over and join the Democrats and demand that witnesses appear in the Senate during the trial. It's only four votes that it will require witnesses to appear. It's not the 67 that will be required in order to convict and remove. So he has to look at those four senators and ultimately do the political calculation as to whether or not he can keep them in line without calling witnesses. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, we'll continue this conversation on impeachment. Was Nancy Pelosi outmaneuvered? Remember, you can listen to all the latest legal topics in the news anytime on our Bloomberg Law podcast. You can find them on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at Bloomberg.com slash podcast slash law. I'm June Grosso, and this is Bloomberg. I've been talking about the upcoming impeachment trial with former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has promised to force a series of votes on calling witnesses and getting additional evidence. So are Democrats hoping that putting Senate Republicans on the record might be intimidating or convincing for some of the senators who are going to have some difficult reelection campaigns? Yes, what we're seeing here is just as Mitch McConnell is playing out his hand through political leverage, the Democrats through Nancy Pelosi are doing the same thing, and through Chuck Schumer, doing exactly the same thing. They are putting as much pressure as they can on Republicans to try to make this look like a cover-up. If they don't call witnesses, they're going to try to argue that it's clear that John Bolton has relevant evidence, that he's a potentially explosive witness who has direct knowledge of the president's actions and conversations regarding Ukraine that could fill in the blanks of some of the narrative in their impeachment case. And the 
risk that Republicans run here is if ultimately it's decided that John Bolton does not testify and subsequently in his book or in some other interview or information leaks out, it turns out that Bolton did have information that was directly relevant to the impeachment process. That's something that Republicans have to be concerned about. Bob, the Democrats' strategy during the House impeachment process was not to call witnesses like John Bolton and Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney that were not going to appear voluntarily or even under subpoena, not to force a court battle over those witnesses. Does it look now as if that strategy didn't work because the needle hasn't moved on impeachment for the public and there may be no witness testimony in the Senate. Well, that's a great question because clearly what the Democrats were doing was playing to public opinion here, trying to sway public opinion without having to call those additional witnesses, which would have caused the process to be long and drawn out. And I think the calculation was made that the public just might lose interest in this process and that Democrats felt that they had enough evidence with the recorded conversation or the transcript, I should say, of the conversation that the president had with the president of Ukraine and with other evidence and other testimony that they did get from witnesses who were willing to appear. That didn't necessarily play out, I think, exactly as Democrats had hoped, since public opinion does not seem to have been swayed by that testimony. And now they're trying to gather more evidence, get some more momentum by putting pressure on the Republicans to call additional witnesses. And John Bolton has now thrown a live grenade into that mix by saying that if subpoenaed, he will appear. Nancy Pelosi chose to withhold the articles of impeachment, not to send them over to the Senate. But was she outmaneuvered not just by Mitch McConnell, perhaps, but by events? We've had the military strike against Iran's general. That has taken the place of impeachment in the headlines. So did her maneuver work or fail? Well, I think Nancy Pelosi recognized that the only leverage she had in all of this was to try to shame the Republicans into committing to call witnesses before the articles of impeachment were handed over to the Senate. She knew that she could only play out that string for so long, and even though those two articles have not yet been delivered, she's going to have to do it within the next couple of days. The time has really run out on that. Has she actually gained any upper hand by putting a focus on that issue and by making it look like Republicans are not willing to call witnesses? I'm not sure it really worked out because even the four swing Republicans that would be needed in order to get the 51 votes required to call witnesses have all stayed with Mitch McConnell and have all said that they would agree to a process by which they would allow House managers to present their case, allow the president's lawyers to present their defense, and then at that point make a decision about whether additional witnesses were necessary. So tell us what the first part of the trial will look like. Well, what we know right now is that Mitch McConnell is going to likely put a process together that will be along party lines strictly with all of the Republicans agreeing to delay the question about calling witnesses. And so what we will see are essentially opening statements. It's the opportunity for the House managers, who essentially act like prosecutors, to make out the case before the Senate as to why the senators should vote to convict and remove the president based upon the evidence that they have already gathered in the House Intelligence Committee. And 
at the same time, the president's lawyers will have an opportunity to present their side of the case as to why the articles of impeachment are inadequate on their face and presumably will argue that it's not necessary to call any additional witnesses, that they want to simply dismiss the case at the conclusion of these opening statements. Senators will have an opportunity to ask questions, and at that point, they will caucus again and will raise the question of who they would want to call as additional witnesses, and then it will ultimately be up to that vote. A simple majority can require witnesses to be called, but if the Democrats don't get four Republicans to come over, then there will be no witnesses. And so with the power that Mitch McConnell has over the Senate Republicans, what's the most likely outcome here? Dismissal after opening arguments? Well, certainly if you're Mitch McConnell, you don't like the idea of calling a witness that you don't know what they're going to say. In the Clinton case, all of the witnesses that were called, every single one of them that were called on the Senate side had already previously testified before the House committee. So there was nothing new there. There were no surprises. Mitch McConnell is not going to want a witness like a John Bolton or a Mick Mulvaney to show up and testify in a Senate trial when they have not gone on the record previously. And particularly with John Bolton, nobody knows exactly what he's going to say. So he's going to do everything he can to persuade those four senators that additional witnesses are not necessary. But at the same time, Mitch McConnell's ultimate goal here is to preserve his Senate majority. And he has to be mindful of the fact that there are four senators out there, perhaps even a number more than that, who are going to be in potentially tight races. And they do run the risk of being criticized for not allowing additional witnesses who might well shed additional facts and provide additional evidence on some of these key questions to at least give them the opportunity to testify so that senators could have the full picture. And that's the balancing act that he's going to have to walk. And I think, as with any politician, he's doing what is the shrewd move, which is to delay that decision and see where the public mind is at at the conclusion of these opening statements, to see whether there's any momentum that has been built to call additional witnesses or whether the public has simply tired of the whole process and is willing to allow Republicans to shut it down at the conclusion of the case at that point without ever calling a single witness to testify. Thanks, Bob. That's Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English.